Welcome to Profit First Nation, the official podcast for entrepreneurs who are operating their businesses in the zone of permanent profitability. I'm Mike Michalowicz, the author of Profit First, and now here's your Profit First Nation guide, Daniel Mulvey. Welcome to Profit First Nation, the podcast for the top 17% of entrepreneurs with cash in the bank to correlate to their profitability. Profit First Nation is the podcast for intelligent entrepreneurs who have taken ownership of their financials and leveraged Profit First as a cash management system to make their businesses permanently profitable. I am Danielle Mulvey, an expert at guiding entrepreneurs on owning their financials in as little as 11 minutes per day and doing Profit First right. If you are a fan of Profit First and its author, Mike Michalowicz, you have found your tribe. We are a nation of successful entrepreneurs driven to be permanently profitable with a grit and a growth mindset that lets no obstacle stand in our way in pursuit of the three P's, passion, profit, and play. On Profit First Nation, we dive into advanced Profit First strategies and we share the honest and authentic ups and downs of being a business owner. So today we are going to do a bit of a refresher. Um, We're going to start just kind of walking through the four core principles of Profit First because we kind of need to keep reminding ourselves of this. If you've implemented Profit First and things are going well, awesome. Congratulations. If you're starting Profit First, then reviewing these four core principles will be important. But especially for those of you, like I said, who are doing Profit First and are doing well and maybe looking at starting other businesses and such. It is really important to remind yourself of the core principles and why they exist and don't get uh, too comfortable or too like, oh, I've got this down. I can kind of, you know, maybe not do this step or maybe just not allocate to owner's pay and such anymore. So it's really important that you stick to the core principles. And then we're going to spend a bit of time talking about Parkinson's law. So just a quick reminder on the four core principles of Profit First. Number one, use small plates. Those are your allocation accounts. We're going to take that big chunk of money on that serving platter of your income account, and we're going to allocate it to smaller plates. We're going to allocate it to profit, owner's pay, taxes, and operating expenses. We're going to serve it sequentially. So you're going to always allocate first to profit, then to owner's pay, then to taxes, and then to operating expenses. It's really important that you follow this order and you don't go out of order. Sometimes your operating expenses will exceed what you are going to be allocating to your operating expense account. And that is your business and your cash management system, Profit First, telling you that you've got something to address, you have something to fix, and you need to head at it straight on. Core principle number three is remove temptation. This is when you move and sweep that money from your profit to your profit hold account at the inconvenient bank, and you move that money from your tax account to your tax hold account at your inconvenient bank. It's really important that you remove that temptation. Like I talked about, there are going to be times when push comes to shove, you're going to be allocating less to operating expenses than you need. And so you want to have that money at an inconvenient bank. This is where you've got to figure things out. 
This is where your business is challenging you and reminding you of Parkinson's law, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And just a refresher on that, it's reminding you to be innovative, to be frugal. And then number four, core principle number four is enforce a rhythm. We want to stick to a rhythm. Now your rhythm can be the 10th and 25th of the month, like the book recommends. We do it every other week. We do it biweekly on Wednesdays to correlate to our payroll. We pay biweekly. Some people do it monthly, especially people with a side hustle, doing this as a side business and such. Or um, even if you're a realtor, realtors, we recommend doing it um, as you receive your commission checks, which averages you know nine times a year. You have nine closings a year for the average realtor. So we recommend doing your allocation on that rhythm. It's still a rhythm. It's, it's something triggers it. So the trigger is for a realtor, when you get your commission check for us, it is biweekly on Wednesdays, the Wednesday prior to a pay date. And for other people following the book, it's the 10th and 25th. It's important that it is a consistent rhythm. I honestly look forward to Wednesdays and you know it's it's fun i i can kind of predict too where our income balance should be we'll talk about that in in future episodes but um i track our obviously we've talked about this i tr- i track our sales pipeline so um we you know making sure that we have enough sales coming in into the pipeline then i track sales orders and then i track invoicing and then i have a good sense on ar based off of our specific clients and such and history there So I have a good understanding of what our collection should be and therefore what our income balances will be for each allocation period. And this is what you want to get to. And this is what Profit First allows you to do. It really allows you to start owning your financials, owning how the cash is is working in your business. But it's important now that we've got Profit First established in the business that you work it back a little bit and you start reverse engineering so that you can maximize that profitability. You can maximize what you need to be making in terms of owner's pay. So um, without further ado, let's talk about Parkinson's law. And um, I'm going to actually uh, refresh us with the book. So Parkinson's law and why your business is like a tube of toothpaste. In the years since I discovered these four physical health principles, which are the core principles of Profit First, with the use the small plates, serve sequentially, remove temptation, enforce rhythm. Remember, Mike kind of discovered these based off of weight loss. It's important to remember that C. Northcott Parkinson came up with the counterintuitive Parkinson's law, that the demand for something expands to match its supply. In economics, this is called induced demand. It's why expanding roads to reduce traffic congestion never works in the long term because more drivers always show up in their cars to fill those extra lanes. In other words, if you went to a Spanish tapas bar that served those tiny plates, you would eat less. But if you went to a Ponderosa all-you-can-eat buffet where you have plates the size of a manhole cover, you would eat until the food was coming out of your ears. It's an all-you-can-eat buffet. Challenge accepted. Similarly, if your client gives you a week to turn around a project, you'd likely take the whole week. But if she gives you just a day, you'll make it happen in a day. 
You see, the more we have of something, the more of it we consume. This is true of anything, food, time, money, even toothpaste. How much toothpaste do you use when you have a brand new tube of toothpaste? Well, a big old glop of it, right? I mean, why not? After all, you have a full tube of toothpaste. So you put a nice long bead on that brush of yours. Then before you start brushing, you turn on the faucet to moisten up the brush a little. Then it happens. Damn it, the paste falls into the sink. But who cares, right? You just opened up that tube, for goodness sake. You've tons of this stuff. So you put another big old glop and brush away. But when you open that cabinet drawer and find a nearly empty tube, oh my oh my, how the game changes. It starts off with an insane amount of squeezing, twisting, and turning. You reach for your toothbrush, momentarily releasing a little bit of your vice-like grip on the tube. And with that, like a tortoise head, when a three-year-old comes at it with a stick, the paste shoots back into the tube. You could shout out some expletives at this point, but you can't because you are already into stage two of toothpaste extraction, biting down hard on that tube. With a precarious balance of biting, one hand squeezing and tube twisting, while your other hand somehow tries to get the brush bristles to scoop out toothpaste, you have a victory. One droplet of toothpaste, which is just enough for that fresh mouth sensation. Isn't it funny how much we change based upon what is available? Here is what's fascinating. Parkinson's law triggers two behaviors when supply is scant. When you have less, you do two things. The first is obvious. You become frugal. When there is less toothpaste in the tube, you use less to brush your teeth. That is the obvious part. But something else far more impactful happens. You become extremely innovative and find all sorts of ways to extract that last drop of toothpaste from the tube. If there is one thing that will forever change your relationship with money, it is the understanding of Parkinson's law. You need to intentionally make less toothpaste money available to brush your teeth to operate your business. When there is less, you will automatically run your business more frugally. That's good. And you'll run your business far more innovatively. That's great. If you first extract your profit and remove it from sight, you'll be left with a nearly empty toothpaste tube to run your business. When less money is available to run your business, you'll find ways to get the same or better results with less. By taking your profit first, you'll be forced to think smarter and innovate more. So let's talk about this locked-in lifestyle and Parkinson's Law. So according to Parkinson's Law, if you have $10 in your pocket, you will spend $10. As our income increases, Parkinson's law takes over and we spend every penny we earn. Now that you know your salary and actually take it, you need to live within your means. When you're going to lock in your lifestyle, that means no matter how good things get, and this is going to be a challenge for you because now that you follow profit first, things will get amazingly better. 
You will not expand your lifestyle in response. You need to accumulate cash, lots of it, and that means no new cars, no new brand, new furniture, or crazy vacations. For the next few years, you will lock it in and live the lifestyle you are designing now so that all of your extra profit goes towards giving you the ultimate reward, financial freedom. Don't freak out. We're not telling you that you shouldn't go out to dinner or go away for the weekend. You need to enjoy life, and I get it, and we support it. What we're telling you is that in order for Profit First to have permanent impact on your life, you need to build as big a gap as possible between what you earn and what you spend. The more cash you can collect, the better, because as a, at a certain point, money starts earning you substantial money all by itself. Money yields interest and returns from investments. And remember, once the money you have collected yields more new money every year than you spend in a year, you have achieved financial freedom. So here are the five rules for you to stay locked into your lifestyle for the next five years. And this applies to your personal life and also to business and business expenses. So I think this applies to personal expenses, your personal lifestyle, and your business lifestyle, the expenses and how you spend on your business. Number one, always start by looking for a free option. This is like number one on the list is looking for a free option. There are a lot of great softwares out there that you can use for free and you can use them probably for a long time for free. There's also lots of different ways that you can do things for free. Never buy new when you can get the same benefit you would if you bought used. It's used as soon as you buy it anyway, so look for it used. I buy used um, hardware. I buy used furniture. I definitely probably am the biggest proponent of avoiding buying new when we can. Never pay full price if you can avoid it. You know, I used to always just accept the price as it was offered, but since profit first and really kind of locking in these rules for helping to stay frugal, I'm always asking for a discount. I'm always asking for and trying to negotiate a better price. So, and then number four is obviously negotiate and seek alternatives first. So if something is too high, there could be alternatives. So make sure that you shop around and you see what's available out there. And number five, delay major purchases until you have written down 10 alternatives to making the purchase and have thought through each one. Save your splurging for profit first quarterly disbursements. All right. So now let's talk about a little bit more about Parkinson's law and time is money and money is time. And I want to kind of dive in a little bit about how, again, you know, when you have a week to do something, you tend to spend a week. And I was inspired by this topic because my son sent me a text and said uh, that he was actually using timers to um, help him try to get his work done faster, um, get his homework done faster. So he's sort of doing independent study right now. He's 
participating in an elite water polo academy. So he only goes to the last period in person at school because he spends his mornings in a pool um, doing water polo. And so he has a ton of work when he comes home from school because it's all those classes that he missed. And it seemed like things were taking longer and longer for him to do. And so I suggested to him, which is a practice that I've been using, but never really shared it with him, but kind of had the opportunity to share it with him about setting a timer and timing yourself to get results done in a quick period of time. And again, this is using Parkinson's law. I mean, if I only have an hour to do something versus a whole day to do something, I become really innovative, really lasered focused, and I knock it out. And to be honest, I honestly know that I'm producing a better result in that one hour of very laser focused time versus spending all day kind of doing something, putzing around a little bit um, and really not, not nailing it out. So it's important to stay focused. It's important to stay disciplined. And I challenge you to set a timer and say, okay, let's do this in 30 minutes. It's really good to start timing yourself on certain tasks and projects so you have a good understanding. You know, I used to say that things were five minutes away. Well, you can't go anywhere in five minutes, especially where I live in Orange County. So, you know, we really have to have a better sense of our time, and your time is money. When you're working in your business, you, you need to be making money. I mean, if let's let's say you want to make $80,000 a year. And let's say that you want to work 40 weeks a year to make that $80,000 and you want to work 30 hours a week. So if you take $80,000 divided by 40 weeks divided by 30 hours, that is $67 per hour is kind of really what your owner's pay is for the hours that you're working. So You need to be really cognizant that what you're doing is producing revenue to pay you that $67 in owner's comp. But in all actuality, you know, let's say if you want to make $80,000 a year, you've got kind of a startup business. So you're in that zero to $250,000 range of real revenue. Well, that $67 per hour in owner's pay to get you that $80,000 a year is actually your percentage in terms of allocation percentages or target allocation percentages is 50%. So you really need to be generating twice that. You really need to be generating $134 per hour for every hour that you work in real revenue. And 50% of that translates to $67 per hour, which you will pay yourself, which will give you that $80,000 a year salary. So what are you doing? And for easy math, let's say that you're charging them $275. So if you're charging them $275 to do a project, how much time should you be spending on that project if you know that you need to be generating $134 per hour in real revenue? You're charging them $275. You need to be making $134 per hour in real revenue. How much time should you spend on that client that's paying you $275? Well, you should be spending, to be honest, about 30 minutes. You need to be at like a four times factor. So 
a fourth of your time is actually working on the client and three quarters of your time is doing the things that get you more business. You can't get lost in just working too much on a client because otherwise you're starting to dilute the earnings and the value of not only yourself, your business, your services. So it's really important to take into perspective how things lay out and challenge yourself with Parkinson's law. I'd like you to, next time you get to the empty tube of toothpaste, save it, get the last that you can out of it, and then keep that tube of toothpaste and put it on your desk to remind you how much you have to squeeze out of it, how frugal you have to be with your time and how innovative that you need to be to knock it out. Because you can't just be serving clients. We've talked about you know, how much time you need to spend working on your business. And then you have the balance of your time to work in your business, serve your clients, make the product, do the coaching, do what you need to do for your clients. But it's not a tit for tat. It's not that if you charge them $275 and you need to be generating $134 in real revenue per hour so that you get that $67 an hour in owner's comp, it's not that you're giving them two hours worth of your time. You really need to be giving them a quarter of that, um, maybe a third. But, But you have to start looking at your time, the value of your time, and how much you're really generating and making per hour of that time. Because there are gonna be things that you need to do in your business where no one's paying you to do it. No one's paying you to write blogs. No one's paying you to develop content. No one's paying you. So you really need to start setting limits with yourself and uh, with your time. And that is um, going to bring us to a close today. We'll talk about some more um, strategies around this on our next episode. So remember, your assignment is to keep that last tube of toothpaste um, when it's at its end and put it on your desk to remind you of Parkinson's law, to remind you to be frugal, to remind you to continue to innovate, to deliver more bang for the buck. Uh, And remember, we do make this real easy to follow along with our episode visual recaps. To have our visual recaps texted to you each Thursday with every new episode of Profit First Nation, you can do that by opting in and providing your cell phone number when you access our resources for the first time. Go to ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Resources. Again, that's ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Resources. And remember, there are bookkeepers, accountants, and coaches in this world with the heart of a teacher ready to serve you and your business with their certified Profit First knowledge, skills, and experience. Just visit ProfitFirstNation.com and click on Connect to connect with one of my fellow certified Profit First professional peeps. Cheers to another profitable day, my entrepreneurial friend. Profit First Nation website, related podcasts, and resources are provided for general information purposes only and do not constitute accounting, legal, tax, accounting, or other professional advice. 
Visitors should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional.